days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Who is going to fill the key role? And the key role being the Arden key role. Thank goodness you clarified yeah, that. I was, I, I, I was confused for a second. Yeah, I didn't want everyone to not know what that meant. Uh, but we've actually seen it with Eric Armstead before, sure. and then it became the Arden key role. A guy that is an edge rusher that moves on the inside during obvious pass downs. Sure. We know this is something that's a trend for the 49ers. We've already heard Charles Aminihue was taking snaps during OTAs on the inside. D'Amico Ryans wasn't exactly happy that people were asking him about that. But Alex, who's going to fill this role? All of them. All of them. I don't think there's going to be one guy this year. Okay. I truly don't believe there's going to be one guy. But look, before I get too far into my diatribe, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. Notification bell. We're almost at 3K. Get us there today. And then after you've done all of that fun stuff, go to the comment section and tell us who on the D-line is going to be the Arden Key-esque player this year, filling that role that Arden Key took up last year and did phenomenal with. Uh, now, back to my diatribe, what I was talking about. I think it's going to be a rotation of guys, a plethora. I think you could see times where it's Charles Amenehu. You're going to see times where maybe they throw in a carry hider because they believe on pass rushing downs he can do stuff on the interior that they, they really like. I think you could see a Jordan Willis sliding in on the interior as well, something we haven't really seen out of him so far. Now, he doesn't have necessarily the speed, but he does have the size. We saw him dominate on special teams last year, getting in on guys and getting through on punt block and doing different things. Maybe they feel he could transition as developed enough of his moves and his skill set. I think the front runner right now for all of this, though, the front runner is probably actually Samson Ebucom. I think Samson Ebucom could be the guy that they're looking at going, hey, we've seen him. We've moved him around a bunch. We know what he can do. His move set is starting to set in. He's getting more comfortable. I think he would thrive on the interior on pass rushing downs and where he doesn't have that top end speed, but he does have the strength, the physicality, and the move set, and the quickness, and the first step to be able to cause and wreak havoc there on the interior and you can throw a Charles Minnie or Kamoko Ture outside of him and bring that speed off the edge there and, and pair those things together. I'm not 100% sure which way it's going to go. I think it could more likely be a plethora of guys than one specific guy. I'll give the edge right now to Samson Ebicom. Charles Minnie is the most enticing of the names though. I, I like where you're going with this, you know, kind of expanding this role, expanding the Arden Key role to multiple players gives you more options. And that's what D'Amico Ryan's defenses look like. Now, Chris Kasarek also likes options. Adding good players that can play in a multitude of areas is smart for the 49ers. Now, I think you can look at some of the other moves that they've made and they signal kind of a trend of this expansion happening. Uh, for instance, Javon Kinlaw moving to nose tackle. He hasn't proven to be a three down you know, player in this league he hasn't been able to get after the quarterback yet. He could, of course, develop there. But then the signing of Hassan Ridgeway. Ridgeway is definitely a two-down guy. He's somebody you want to pull off the field. You can maybe have the same kind of conversation about Kevin Givens. So the fact that they have interior players that would be first and second down players, that means they need guys that can come in in those situations. Now, you saw Samson, Ebicom, and Arden Key both rotating back and forth be between playing outside and inside. So you're right. Samson, Ebicom is going to be in that role at some manner and then you throw in the fact that you got charles aminahue a speed rush guy like komoko Ture that can play on the outside the new addition the second round pick drake jackson another guy to throw in that and you brought up jordan willis already who i like and i think he could actually 
do very well lining up in the inside against guards. They've given themselves so much versatility and flexibility with this defensive line that we've actually been posing the question, how many edge rushers are they going to keep? <laughs> because they may keep a very minuscule amount of defensive interior players because the outside guys are so good. I went through that whole entire thing and didn't even mention that they brought Kerry Hyder back. And Kerry Hyder was meant for this role in 2020. True. So they have so many guys that can do it. They can really get after it. I'm very excited about this role because I think it gave the 49ers a lot of really good matchups and pass sets, and that is bad for everyone else. It's horrible for everybody yeah. else. It really is. I mean, the, the Niners have essentially um, sort of made this the, the focal point. Teams co- covet this now. They're looking for this. I mean, look look what Jacksonville paid for Arden Key. The teams want a guy who can move on in on the interior and dominate. Maybe he was supposed to be an outside guy, but you know what? Maybe you have that guy on your roster who's stupid, ridiculously lightning fast, Anton. He's got a couple really good move sets and is wonderful on pass downs. But you put him in any of the situation, and it's like I can't, we can't utilize this guy. He can't set the edge. He's a liability versus the run. He's get moved. He gets moved off his spot if he has to try and anchor down and set the edge. Like we just can't do it. Well, guess what? If you have a guy on the edge who you're comfortable with on on rundowns, so you you love him on the outside setting the edge, but you think he can thrive on the interior, or maybe destroy some guards with this quick first step and ability to get low, dip, split double teams, whatever it may be, or dominate one on one matchups. Well, now you have the best of both worlds because you have a guy who can start outside and then move inside and free up so you have the best four pass rushers on the football field. The Niners, it feels like, have set them up. And look, I did my whole diatribe and didn't even mention Drake Jackson. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not a slot on, slight on Drake, Drake Jackson at all because I think he is a situational pass rusher. I think that's what he's meant for right now. Yeah. And he has the perfect ample opportunity to find what that role is going to be, but he has to find it. He truly does have to find it in this in the scheme, and it's not going to be easy because there are so many names, there are so many guys, and you know the Niners are keeping at least eleven defensive linemen, and seven of those and seven could be defensive ends. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what, and it probably should be seven it defensive probably. ends. It I mean, the way should. this team is built. It might be more important to keep those edge guys and then, you know, allow, like Eric Armstead, you know, Ridgeway and Javon Kinlaw to stop the run on the interior. That what's a, that's what it could be. Um, and you bringing up Drake Jackson, it, it made me think, because I think there's going to be a little bit of battle between Drake Jackson and Kamoko Torrey for some snaps, especially, you know, later on in the season as Drake Jackson gets more comfortable, gets better with his hands. I think Daryl Tapp's going to have to pay a lot of attention to Drake Jackson to help develop him. But think about the the ch- chances of getting Kamoko Ture on the outside with Samson Ebicom on the inside in the Arden Key role. Now you have Armstead and Bosa on the other side. They're going to have to slide protection that way. If not, you got a one-on-one matchup between either Armstead and a guard or Bosa and an edge rusher. Even if they chip, that's a, that's a mismatch for them. And all the while on the other side, Kamoko Ture is going to be able to get up the field with that quick first step and create separation and space for Samson Ebicom to be able to go against a guard. That is a bad situation for every single team in this league, and I love the chances that they're going to have to put this group together. So Ebicom with a combination of guys is going to be fantastic. Get ready for Samson Ebicom to absolutely explode onto the scene. I would agree with you. I think Samson Ebicom is the most logical name of, of this group, and I think he he's he could be the one that maybe takes this role and takes it to another. We won't be calling it the key role, but we call it the Ebucom, the Ebu-bomb role. Ebu-bomb role. The Ebu-bomb <laughs> role come next season very well could be the case. I think ideally they wanted this to be the case for Samson Ebucom this past year, uh, but with D Ford going down and them not having the replacement, they needed to keep him out on the edge, and they found another guy to fill that interior role. It ends up being Arden Key, and this year, and it very well could be Samson Ebucom's time to shine. 
Yeah, it could, you know, and you, you know, Charles Amenahue is another guy that's going to probably fill this role from time to time. Absolutely. He's a guy that's got tremendous position versatility and what a move that was by John Lynch to go get him. I think he's a great addition to this team. Uh, it, the scary part is, is you got a guy like Jordan Willis, who was a, a natural part of the rotation last year, part of that second unit that could be on the outside looking in and maybe not even to, able to make this roster with just how stacked they are at the defensive line. Crazy. This is a rotation that just never quits. Uh, you feel like, oh, we've got to the next line. We've got to the next line. They just keep coming at you. Question. Yeah. If that were to pass, the Niners weren't going to be able to keep Jordan Willis. Do they pick up the phone, call Robert Sala and the Jets and try and deal him back over there, seeing as... Robert Sala was instrumental in getting him to San Francisco. Yeah, I think so. I think you're calling anyone, you know what I mean? I think there would be teams that would be interested. And the arms race that's going on the AFC uh, West teams, sure. I think one of them would love to have him. You, of course, you don't want to trade him within division, or Seattle would love to have him. They got some young pass rushers that they're getting there. Uh, but there's going to be a, lo- a market for one of these edge rushers. I think the 49ers will do everything they can to hold on to every p- possible player they can. But at some point, they might have to pick up the phone and go ahead and trade one of these players away. And I think it really stinks because we don't actually need extra draft capital. We don't need another sixth or seventh round pick. What? We have like 13 picks. Yeah, we have a ton of picks next year. And it's better just to have, you know, one of these players on your team. But we'll see. We'll see if there's an injury or something where they're able to stash a player. We know Kalia Davis is probably going to get stashed as an interior guy. Um, but yeah, this is going to be fantastic. I'm going to love early downs, watching these big guys stuff the run. And then on the late downs, you're either going to have, you know, a base look, or you're going to have an absolute NASCAR package. And this 49ers team is going to be able to get after, it, and that's going to help Bosa. And if they go to a double or triple team of Bosa, look out for everyone else. You could ha- be seeing career years from Armstead and Ebucom, Kamoko Ture, uh, Charles Minnie, all of them could have career years because the attention they're going to have to pay to Bosa. Uh, agreed, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This this D line group is in for quite a year. I mean, everyone thought they were a talented group last year. They're even deeper this year, which is scary to think. Uh, and I love that. I love that for us. And I love. I hate that for the teams. I love it for us. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the, being a nightmare for 17 whole weeks this season of actual football games for the 49ers and just decimating quarterbacks. So Seattle, have fun with that. Uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Going to be looking forward to watching those games and some reparations are coming due for the Seattle Seahawks in terms of punishment for having taken it to us the past couple of years. I don't like it. I've actually dis- disliked it the past four years or so. And uh, maybe we get some payback this year. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love some payback. I'd love some stunts. I think we're going to get more line stunts than we've ever got with the versatility of these players. Uh, look out, Drew Locke, because you're about to have a San Francisco helmet against your chest all game long. That's true. Against your chest, hopefully not breaking any ribs and not getting flagged. Just don't get flagged. Officials, please. And Roger Goodell, there is also still time to increase the 53-man roster like 56. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to get that. I would I love doubt, that. Doubt then we could just keep all the linemen. And we keep all the linemen in, and then we have nothing to worry about at all whatsoever. <laughs> but Cutback Crew, let us know what you think of the names we just brought up. Is Samson become actually the leader in the clubhouse, or is it someone else in... We're just blinded. We're blinded by the Samson Abicom love. In fact, they should be cutting him out. They shouldn't be promoting him and giving him an important role in the 49ers defense. We want to hear from you. Comment down below, and don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, not only is Samson Abicom not going anywhere, uh, he's going to have himself one heck of a season. I'm, I'm looking forward to Abicom's explosiveness. I think he's really going to develop. He's understanding now what it means to have his hand in the ground and just get after the quarterback. It was a transition for him, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this Arden Key role and who fills this key role for the 49ers. 
I think you're right. I think we're going to go with uh, an expansion, and it's going to be fun to watch. Kacarek and Daryl Tapp are going to let these guys loose. D'Amico Ryan's going to use them in a creative manner. And hopefully you're very creative and give us a subscription so we can get closer to 3,000. We would appreciate it. We really, really would. Chris Kacarek doing his thing. Daryl Tapp doing his thing. D'Amico Ryan's in a shocking turn of events and doing his thing and not appreciating questions about what he's trying to do with his D-line. He wants everyone to just wait and see, and I'm all for the waiting and can't wait to see it, D'Amico. Cutback crew. We're excited about this. We hope you are too. Tons of more content still coming your way. But until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.